Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're listening to The Flock on Fox 45 Podcast, presented by Sports Unlimited, with your hosts, Morgan Adsit and Rocco DeSangro. We are back with a brand new episode of The Flock on Fox 45, presented by Sports Unlimited. Morgan and Rocco coming at you on a uh, Thursday, Wednesday. What day is it? Well, it is Thursday, but it feels like Wednesday because it's supposed to be the home opener and we're not there. So it it does feel like a day early. What is time? We are going to get into that in a little bit. Um, Whether or not you want to talk about it. See what I did there with the puns? (laughs) Real knee slapper. We're talking Ravens, (laughs) draft needs. It's three weeks away what this team is going to do, and that pre-draft press conference, also known as the Liars' Luncheon. Yes. What's going on with that whole thing? Morgan, right off the bat, let's talk about that and talk about what the Ravens did not discuss, and that was Lamar Jackson. You said his name. How dare you? Yeah, I did say his name. How dare you? I I don't know if I'm allowed to do that They did not say his name. But (laughs) it's like he who must not be named. We're in like (laughs) a Harry Potter uh, book right now or movie. But. They would not really get into Lamar's no. specifics. First question off the bat, Eric DaCosta gets asked. He goes, with all due respect, we want to keep it draft-related. What was your vibe? What did you take away from that? And are you a little upset that Lamar wasn't a bigger topic of conversation and these three guys did not yeah. talk about him? Because people want to know, not just us, but the fans as well. I'll- not allowed to was a little frustrating. Um, did we kind of know going into it that there's Lamar Jackson fatigue? Absolutely. We may have been tipped that. And that it is the pre-draft presser, and there are other things to talk about, which is very important. But this is the biggest story surrounding the franchise that gets uglier and uglier by the minute. A week prior, John Harbaugh is ambushed during his <laughs> media availability at the league owner meetings by Lamar Jackson sending out Maybe it was a coincidence. I don't believe in him. A very timely tweet about asking for a trade. Now, of course, if that is accurate, which we still don't know from the Ravens side, but of course they knew if they had this conversation that he asked for a trade on March 2nd. The public did not know it. So not having any luxury to ask, especially general manager Eric DaCosta, about that, to not be able to ask him about the non-exclusive franchise tag. We still haven't talked to him since that was placed on him. Is that strategy because you know he wants out and wants a trade, and you're like, well, if we put this on him, he's cheaper if we have him, and we get two first-rounders. That's a ge- You can look like a genius because they kind of are in that department, and, and we didn't get those questions. And then, I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson and his status, whether it's in Baltimore or not next season, is number one topic of demand the highest of high for the NFL draft because if you're going to move him and you're going to grant that trade you want to do it before you're on the clock because you want those draft picks and you also need to know 
where you're going to go. Maybe beef up your quarterback evaluations. Maybe get some of these quarterbacks in-house for the pre-draft meetings. You only get a select few of the in-person ones you're allowed to do and actually work them out and look at them and meet them in person and talk to them if you already haven't in the other destinations of pro days and all-star games and combine and all that stuff. And if you don't move him, then you got five picks. And is he going to be on your roster? You still don't know. So maybe that's when you take a guy later and you groom him like your third, fourth, fifth round pick and hope that the quarterback of the future. I'll uh, Jordan love Aaron Rodgers. See how that yes, worked exactly. out. No, I'm just kidding. But it was to not <laughs> listen. That That is the Ravens PR staff job. If they feel like that that is what they're told to do and need to do or want to do and can read a room, that is their job to shut us down and do that. It is our job to ask the questions. Exactly. And I feel like... I don't know, but that could have been coming down from a higher power within the Ravens organization, letting them know, hey, like, we're done talking about this, but you know what? We're not. Yes. The media is not done talking about it. Reporters locally, nationally, fans want to know. And it's I get the Lamar Jackson fatigue. I get why fans are tired of hearing about it, tired of seeing the headlines, but this is a big topic of conversation right now. And you said it. You touched on it. It's the biggest topic of conversation right now in the NFL. What is going to happen with Lamar? Confirm the trade request. Where are you guys at with the contract situation? Right. If you're anywhere at all, uh, are you at the same place you were two years ago? Mm-hmm. Like, where is this thing going? Has he gotten any, uh, you know, any offers? Have you gotten any calls about him? Like, yeah, you don't have to sit up there and answer all that. But I feel like a lot of fans watched that pre-draft press conference live. They live streamed it and they tuned out after PR was like, hey, we're shutting down the Lamar Jackson questions because that is what people want to know right now. Yes. And then even the Patrick Queen question, not talking about that, picking up his fifth-year option. That's another party roster. I want to read this verbatim. This was sent to me by someone that's in the Pro Football Writers Association. Like, that's a membership thing and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's Their job is beat writers and everything. And the quote-unquote, what the purpose of this presser was is, quote, the purpose is to respond to fan interest in the draft and off-season squad development and promote a key league and club event. That quote right there, I'm going to read it again. The purpose is to respond to fan interest in the draft and off-season squad development and promote a key league and club event. That is the whole purpose of NFL pre-draft pressers. So we did not hear the off-season squad development. Part of those questions go into it. And again, like it's a liar's luncheon. We're we're not yeah. expected them to be like this is who we're gonna do. This is what we're <laughs> gonna do. And I I know it's I know everyone's like oh my god it's such BS. It is true though. They stack their board, and this is the biggest beef of like the meat of the Ravens when they build their team and their franchise. They believe in the draft. They have a ton of scouts. They put a lot of money into it. It's how they build the franchise. It's also how they have a lot of success. And they don't have to pay a lot of people because they have them young and they have a young roster right now. But the draft is what they believe in more so than free agency. And you have your draft board, and it goes and it ticks off. Best player available. Tick, 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 until they get on the clock. So I do believe that they don't always draft for need. Some need might put the player above another. But they truly don't know what they're going to do until they're on the clock. I do believe that. But to not know who your franchise quarterback is, whether it's Lamar Jackson, because we know money fixes everything. So maybe a happy ending can happen with money. I don't see it, but money fixes everything. So I still think there's a possibility he's on this team. But you don't know heading into your biggest roster building opportunity, the draft, his future, and to not be able to get some clarification as to where they're going with this or what it even means 
to me, especially three questions in, question one was about the trade. Okay, that's very specific. Question two was about, do you want this resolved before the draft? Fair question. Question three was, are you evaluating quarterbacks differently because, and that's the one that was shut down, DaCosta did answer it. That's a huge, most important question. Very, very fair. Three questions, too. It wasn't like they were... Please, please, Baltimore sports media is, is good. This is not New York or Philly where they will kill you over no. things that aren't true or not. There's a lot of talented journalism happening with the people that are there. Us included. <laughs> but it's not like a killer market that just pounds you and pounds you and pounds you and has all these outlets and has all these eyeballs. Like, it's not. No, and I completely agree. But my point with this whole thing, Morgan, and I, you know, I'm sure you would agree with it, it's, it's nice to get sound. It's nice to hear from these guys. <laughs> But that felt like a huge waste of time for you. Well, it's for a gut the punch. Three that in there, that were shut down, yeah. and you're just like, why even have this then? Yeah. And I understand why they do, but it's like we didn't really well, gain anything I mean, from a, that. Yeah, we got we got sound bites about, yeah. oh, you shut it down, Lamar Jackson. They're not talking about him. That's a storyline. But aside from that, they didn't get into specifics no. about really what they needed. They didn't no. get into specifics really about the quarterbacks more than the, you know, generally what they do like. Anthony Richardson has a strong arm. Yeah, we know yeah, that. He's not going to be there at 22. Like, Bryce Young's a smart yeah. guy. Yeah, we know that. He's not going to be there at 22. Sh- exactly. yeah, not going to be there at 22. Exactly. Are they there at four? Will Levis, there? do they want Will Levis? Who knows? The Are guy eats yeah. bananas with the banana peel on, puts mayo <laughs> yeah, in his coffee. so gross. Are they there at four when <laughs> the Colts are dr- supposed yeah. to go? You know what I mean? Like, I get they're not going to give us that strategy, but yeah, it was a little bit of gut punch, and I think it was an opportunity to clear some things up and I know there's still strategy if they are still trying to move him there is still strategy but it was a Lamar Jackson love fest for five four or five other pressers for the last two years Mm -hmm. even last week when I know a lot of people don't feel sorry for him I did John Harbaugh (laughs) like 27 (laughs) of his 30 questions at the owners meeting were all about Lamar and it was an ambush when yeah and I mean they're all good fair questions but I like actually felt bad for the guy because of all people wants to pay Lamar Jackson yeah it's hardball but guess what he didn't make that decision no he's not the one doing negotiations and sitting at the table with him and it might not even be Eric DaCosta making the ultimate decision I mean it all comes down to money I completely agree I just wish that there was a little bit more clarity with this whole situation and I sense that was the time so much frustration within the fan base they're frustrated as well for the most part because a lot of them just want it to be over, whether yeah. it goes one way or the other way. And don't tell me the draft has nothing to do with Lamar Jackson. No, don't absolutely. T- has That's... a lot to do with Lamar Jackson. Yes. Because if he gets traded, just like Hollywood Brown, then you're not blowing up your... Right. Whole, I mean, the receiver room, they had Rashad Bateman, they have Duvernay, mm-hmm. but this is your franchise quarterback that you built your entire team around. Yes. Catered to his needs yes. offensively. Yes. If you take him out of the equation... It's going to look like a completely different football team going forward. 100%. And we don't even have clarification of Marquise Brown. Maybe he was in Arizona that day just hanging out, so he (laughs) popped over. But I'm assuming there's a flight involved. Like I said. So there's at least a three-hour buffer of knowing that that's going to happen. So we do know things can look wild on draft night but already be in the works. But I don't really see that as a huge advantage for the Ravens for something last minute with Lamar. Ravens flock, just keep your eye out on uh, private jets coming in and out of oh Baltimore over the next couple just weeks. Let it be. Lamar done. watch continues. Trade him long term. <laughs> I don't care. 
let it be done. And let I think that's done. that's most people. But uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I'm not trying to sit up here and like slam them and stuff like that. But I, I do no. think that was a missed opportunity. I do think it was an overreaction to shut it down after three very, very fair questions. And it does tie into what we were there to talk about the draft. Just kind of feel it out. So let's talk about the draft. Okay. Let's talk about what was talked about, Morgan, <laughs> yes. in this pre-draft press conference. The Ravens have pick 22. Eric DaCosta has said he wants more picks. Yes. You heard him say he definitely wants that second rounder back. We got Roquan Smith yeah. for it. So it's a pretty solid trade-off, I'd say. But I'm sure the Ravens are going to try to trade back, get picks, maybe make some trades with players uh, going forward. It's, it's wait-and-see time, but I, I truly believe that they're going to do this and try to get the best bang for their buck possible out of this draft. They're, they're not going to finish this off with five picks. Like no, it's, five it's is very uncomfortable, That's, especially for most recent years yeah. with, with Eric DaCosta. Um, you know, he did say he's not stressing now that he has like six fourth <laughs> round picks, which that would be very stressful. And they've done really well at those, but five makes it tricky. And what makes it especially tricky is the no second round. So you're, you're 22nd overall. And then you're not into like what the eighties. So you're waiting and right waiting and right waiting, now. seeing a lot of really good players go off the board. Right. And you know, how the longer it goes, the harder it is to kind of hit on these guys. And you don't know, he referenced 99, like the Chris McAllister class and, and four picks and, you know, pretty good, <laughs> pretty good record for four picks, but five, if they move Lamar, they would have more picks. Of course. I don't know if draft night starts first round and they haven't traded Lamar and that's not the route they're going to go and he is going to play this season in the franchise tag or they are going to reach a long-term deal. Like I said, money makes everything everything better. Then there, it's a trade back. It has to be a trade back situation. No, I, I mean, I would agree with that. And it's, it's going to be I, – I truly don't know what direction they're going to go because we have to think, okay, if Best Lamar gets available. traded – Four, I mean, we have four on our mind because yes. goes to the, yep, yeah. that's goes the, to the smartest Colts. trade route. I, I believe so too, and I think it would work out if the Ravens were going to make a trade, mm-hmm. and if the Colts want to give up teams. that much. If they're not going to, if they have no plans, no interest on re-signing Lamar mm-hmm. long term, or giving him that extension, okay, part ways, mm-hmm. get what you can in return, and kind of go from there. Assuming that, or not assuming, just kind of figuring that they they might not. We're going to go in that direction. Pick twenty two. You touched on it. There's not going to be a quarterback available, or or so. Not that you would take th- exactly. Then, You're not going to yeah. Levis, Richardson, Stroud, Young, the core four right there. Gone. They're probably all going to be Eric gone. And Eric Acosta said there's four that are NFL ready right now. Yep. And then Harbaugh joked, "Well, that narrows down, yeah. who, you know, who they are." But he also said you can get a quarterback later. You, but he referenced, referenced Tom Brady. Like that's that's a well, and Tyrod Taylor, which is oh, a little bit goodness. more makes sense yeah. with the Ravens and stuff like that. You can get a guy and groom him, and he can last or be an NFL starter. But it's still not a franchise quarterback guarantee. So with that being said, we're just gonna not factor in sure. any potential trade. We're just they gonna go with what we have on that board right now. Yeah. Stay put at twenty-two. Mm-hmm. You're the GM. Mm-hmm. Who are you going with? What position? The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. I think their needs are corner and receiver. And I think you can buy the receiver 
with free agency or trades. I think with corner, as Ozzie Newsom always said, you can never have enough corners. And the way it's a passing league and the Ravens are built, I wouldn't be surprised if it's corner. But I still would stay with receiver. And Quentin Johnston, the TCU receiver, big guy, like a 6'3", the outside height that you need, I think that seems to be a name strongly linked to them. And with what Eric DaCosta said about the wide receivers room, and maybe that's something, too, that's like an Achilles heel, and he wants to prove it, and he wants to actually hit it. He hit on Marquise Brown, I mean, but he traded him. Um, that's a guy. And then, what, Zay Flowers they brought up from Boston College, another player. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's corner, but I think it's receiver, if that makes sense. I think they should go receiver and try to add to that room and see if you can get a guy speed-wise, you can get a deep ball threat, or you can go after Yeah, like they signed Nelson Aguilar, but like, but if they He's hit on the pick and you got Aguilar and you yeah. got a healthy Bateman, I agree. You might have I agree. Something. You could, and we we don't know. But you look at what they did last year: the Jalen Armour Davises of the world at corner, yeah. uh, the Pepe Williams of the world. I think Armour Davis was hurt for the majority of the year, right. played in a few games. But see how a guy like that pans out in year two if he comes back healthy. And how he looks. And I know they might not have the time to do that right now because they can't see what he's going to do on the field right now. But he could really pan out and be a really, really good corner. And the, the guys from Alabama, there's no bias because I covered them. <laughs> it's, they have potential to be really, really good in the NFL. Like Nick Saban. Well, they have one. Nick, yeah. Saban's, Nick Saban was a former defensive back, so he works with them all the yeah. time. And when you have the goat of college football <laughs> doing that, I mean – Potentially going to pan out pretty well. Worked out for Marlon Humphrey. There you go. But, I think the most intriguing pick is, like, you know, if you stick put 22, like we said, and it's, and it's best player available. Because they were kind of asked about this, and I thought the response was kind of interesting. And again, I don't think you're looking at who is currently on your roster. I think you're looking at the talent and what they can become. But edge rusher. What if Nolan Smith from Georgia is sitting there? you got the Todd Moncton ties. I mean, I know he's not going to coach this guy. It's yeah. offense versus defense. But you have that tie. So someone knows his character, knows him, maybe would vouch for him that talent that could slip to 22 and an edge rusher when you already have David mm, Ojabo, which yeah. you put a lot in and you already have Odafe away. That's going to be an interesting decision, I think. And then that's also when you're like, are you talking trade? I would be so surprised if they went edge at 22, but best, best player, player available. available. Yep. That's what if they went tight end. <laughs> It's actually popped Defensive up line is another drafts. thing to watch as well. They, you yeah. know, obviously Clayus Campbell's gone. They've got they've got some youth there, but they also have some question marks as well. If hear me out, <laughs> I'm just gonna not a hot take, but I'm just gonna throw something out there. If everything that happened with Jalen Carter, he drops to the Ravens at 22, another former Georgia guy, would you take him? Or or. Knowing, would you not even touch that? Would you? Well, not they're not. They're not ever going to touch domestic, so we're not. We're not there, which is you know domestic violence. So that's we know. We know that. I don't think he falls twenty two. They weren't asked specifically about him, but there was a character question. I don't know if I can pull up the transcript fast enough, but they went in on having ties with coaches and like Todd Monkton. And and can they kind of like an insider guy? And they talked about their investigations and that they have people that do background checks, that they are conscious of that. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just saying if he's best player available, would the Ravens end up taking him? I think they're going to go wide receiver. You seem like you think they're going to go wide receiver. I think if that's, yeah. But we will see. It's a wait and see type of thing with the Ravens. Uh, 
three weeks away, Morgan. It's it's getting close, and uh, something else. It's getting close. The Orioles home opener. It should be right now. Yeah, it should be right It'll now. It'll be over when you hear this. We should be really enjoying this this great baseball game. Got pushed back a day. Um, leading up to it, though, really cool moment for Grayson Rodriguez. He oh, gets yeah. called up, plays in his home state of Texas. He is able to pitch in front of his family, in front of his friends, and just smiles all mm-hmm. around. And he was shaking his head a little bit. There was frustration after that first inning, gives up two runs, but then he really settled in, retiring the next 13 out of 15 batters he faced. Really special moment for him, and it's a moment that Orioles fans, Birdland, has been waiting for for a very long time, it seems. Yeah, he's pre-rebuild, right? So he's drafted in 18 before Elias is here. This is still the Duquette regime. So yeah. to have him up and have those odd COVID years in the mix and then the unfortunate injury last year, like definitely I would say 2.5, maybe even three years later than everyone intended. But really good to see. I personally think he was put in an incredible, incredibly difficult situation. Um, his spring performance, he didn't help himself. But to not be on the opening day roster breaking camp and then Mike Elias talking about it publicly that, you know, he didn't have the stuff and and it was a surprise to them and he's not doing what they know he's capable of. And then ring, ring, ring. You're called up the second series. So I think that and your home state and your start in AAA the Friday before wasn't phenomenal. So I'm sure there were a lot of like mind things mind f's i don't i still don't know if we're allowed to curse. <laughs> we're still allowed to curse on this in his head that's so, but he did great i mean he had the first inning ridiculous way too many pitches you know gave up two runs he had a walk i mean he had to settle down but after that and that was all nerves and he even said it was nervous and he couldn't feel the ball he couldn't feel he could not feel that would be very incredibly difficult to pitch if he couldn't feel the ball couldn't feel the ball in the first inning i think once you get that first strikeout it's just like and there is nothing better to me in sports than watching parents reactions and it's better for baseball because you get longer of it and you get to see them for major league debuts his mom his dad looked like he was like gonna pass out that when he got up i think it was after the second or third inning yes the look on his face it was like all right mr rodriguez you can take a deep breath now like it's almost over you're almost there and the hug post game oh that was it was with him and his dad bawling i mean like snot coming out of rodriguez's (laughs) nose i just love it because you know how hard these guys work you know how they dream about it and someone like him drafted out of high school you know you've got the stuff and you're a phenom when you're a teenager like maybe not even then maybe like 12 and to and to have the setbacks and for it to take a while I, I just love those moments. And oh, and it was a solid, solid debut. And it makes me just think that he's going to have another good one here against Oakland at some point um, at Camden Yards. And then that'll be nice to get that out of the way. Yeah, but he but didn't you get... can't put him down. He's got to be here no, to stay. No, he's got to stay up now. It can't be like yeah. DL-type situation yeah, no. where he's up, where he's down. No. Because, just number can't... one, that's going to mess with his confidence. Number two, you got a long season ahead. Kind of throw him into the fire. He's young, 23 years old. He's got a very bright future ahead right. if he stays healthy. Hopefully, no more latch strains, knock right. on wood. We don't need any nope. more of those. So, What are they going to do when Hall's ready? Who knows? I mean, Dean Kramer, I mean, you can't judge anyone by their first start. And Dean Kramer was phenomenal for him last season. He's going to get the, the home opener start. But his first start wasn't great. Then you got means that will eventually come back as well. Like, Yeah, if he's himself be and ready in really, the summer, it be very interesting. Everyone pans out and is healthy. It's Speaking obviously of the what trades, if. looking to buy a bat come the postseason. <laughs> we'll see They've they got do. some capital. They do. A lot of talented players in the minor leagues. Such, so many such a long talented season. prospects. But it's like, 
is too much a good thing or a bad thing right now. I think it's a good thing it's for a, them because look they at need the injury. Look at the injuries. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. You already lost one starter. So it's great. I'm pumped for the home opener. Yeah, as I say, your first home opener. Yeah, it's exciting. I, I wasn't here. You last were here last year, year like midway through. Well, more than that, but yeah, May, I, June. I, it was. Yeah, what, when did I get here? I think it was late, late May. May. Yeah, yeah, late May, early June. Yeah, missed the home opener. Missed the Preakness. You were running around like a crazy person. <laughs> you were just grinding, like doing everything. All power to you. You killed it. But like, oh, it's, thank you. It was. Uh, I can't even imagine. So I'm excited. I'm very yeah. It's cool. It's good. There's nothing better than a full house at a baseball game. Yeah, and, and you're gonna see that the atmosphere, postseason vibes in the pre, yeah. you know, yeah. the preseason, early season, everything going on here. It's it's exciting and meaningful. I mean, this the rebuild is no more, right? So this is the first opening day since pre 2018 yep. home opener. Excuse me. That <laughs> actually means something. And there's guys on this roster that have never been a part of it at Canyon Yards because they were called up last year. So it's it's special. Adley, Gunner, those guys, it, it's the first of many for them. Against and the team that they will always have to beat and will never be able to financially compete against, the Yankees. I, you know, unbiased, mm-hmm. but I hope I hope they do. I hope they just smoke the Yankees. I just hope there's Orioles and, fans and not Yankees fans. There will be, but you weren't, here. Be. You weren't here for the poo-poo years. There would be more AL East away team fans, like especially Boston and New York, that would come down here because the, chick- the tickets were A, available, and B, cheaper. And it would be like a home game for the away team. It was just pathetic. Yeah, we don't, we don't need that. Yeah. We don't need that in Baltimore no. anymore. We need the Orioles fans, Birdland, show out, be loud, enjoy it baseball's back hopefully it's good weather oh hopefully it's great weather if you're gonna listen if you're gonna postpone a game on one day the next day (laughs) it better be sunny beautiful with no weather you got the o's and then you got springsteen so should be a really oh yeah not a a fan not a fan either am i but i know people are gonna kill us for that it is yeah hopefully i'm sorry if we offended any uh bruce springsteen fans out there uh, we, we, we do apologize. That's our disclaimer. I feel like on this that's podcast. not the podcast demo. <laughs> you never know. There'd be a lot of Springsteen. <laughs> Maybe fans he's that are listening. So sorry, boss. Yeah, yeah. Apologize. <laughs> All right. Well, great couple weeks ahead for sports here in Baltimore. You got the home opener tomorrow. You got the draft coming up in three weeks, and we are going to cover it all. So thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the Flock on Fox 45, presented by Sports Unlimited for Morgan Adsit and Rocco DeSangro. Have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to The Flock on Fox 45 Podcast, presented by Sports Unlimited. Stay up to date on the latest Ravens coverage. Check the Sports Unlimited tab on foxbaltimore.com.